Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Hello, everybody. Come on in. If the cabin is rocking, then don't bother knocking. And if you're not, and if you're my kind of guy, then you're invited. Don't knock. Just come on in. And I'm talking about the kind of guy who speaks up about the idiocy and the lunacy and the hypocrisy and the lies in our community, whether it's at the school boards or whether it's at the local community or whether it's state or federal uh, policies. You're the kind of guy that gets on the phone and voices your concerns, and you're not the kind of guy that does it illegally by trespassing or breaking into the Capitol. That was idiocy. These guys feel bad about it, but that's kind of what my show is about today. It can't happen here. Well, if you're uh, just joining us for the first time, I'm Steve Horner. This is Steve's Cottage, and uh, this is where ideology meets reality. And I've got my, for, for those of you who are only picking up the audio here, which is unfortunate because I want you to join the uh, video here too to see the lively animation of the host. And uh, it just kind of gives you another dimension, of course. Uh, I've been yanked off of YouTube by the commie snowflakes over there who said that I'm a hater. Well, I'm not a hater. I'm just a type of guy who speaks up with opinions that happen to be a little different from their commie snowflake ideals about the life and world around them. So they've got the power of the switch, and so they pulled me off, and so now I'm, I'm, I'm uh, inviting you to join the video version of this Steve's Cottage, episode 48, and all the preceding ones, too. You know, don't be shy. Go back and see what some of these other uh, preceding episodes are all about, because you will see a common thread of strong logical opinions that maybe you, too, should be helping me profess to the public in order to make a better country. We are helping Mr. Trump drain the swamp. So uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm wearing the, uh, my BD hat for those who are not able to see the video version of this uh, show today. Oh, and by, by, by the way, to, to keep my train of, train of thought, if you do want the video, which I hope you do, it's on, it's on Facebook. So if you're signed into Facebook, go there and just type in Steve's Cottage and or Rumble and uh, or a variety of other um platforms which will offer audio and video. So I've got the BD hat on and I wore this, uh, it, it has big letters on there, BD, and it's uh, brightly uh, colored with red and black and it's pretty sharp and and I uh, wore it into the library here last, uh, last week. And Sheila, the greeter at the Catholic Church, was there, and she always, she and I always have <clears throat> a nice uh, conversation. We have a nice rapport that we've built up over the years. Steve, what does the BD stand for? And I said, well, guess. Well, she came up with Bo Diddley, and I said, well, that's a pretty good guess. Actually, I says, uh, this is my Richard Nixon hat. Richard Nixon hat? And I says, yeah, the BD stands for Big Dick. Oh, Steve. 
Steve, she goes, come, that is so, <laughs> then, then she had to laugh because it is kind of funny. And uh, so I'm wearing the BD hat today, which was, which really stands for a small community just south of me here in St. George called Beaver Dam. And they have a crazy little uh, road bar down there that I enjoy sometimes called the Beaver Dam Bar. So, uh, and the coach of the uh, Diamondbacks, which is the uh, team that belongs to Beaver Dam, gave this to me a couple of years ago when I went down there and it was a chilly day and I said, doggone it, I forgot my hat. He went home and got this hat for me. God love them. Wonderful people in this world. Say, <clears throat> let's do a little cleanup time before we get into this program titled, It Can't Happen Here. I am so right about the idea that the Jew press, now don't be offended, okay? The press, the Associated Press, the National Electronic Media is run by Jewish people. Jewish people have an agenda, okay? They are cronies, they are sentimentalists, they are liberalism, they hit at, uh, they, they exploit uh, America's underbelly and you know, it's not racism that draws some uh, anger against uh, Jews internationally, but it's their liberal policies as uh, initiated by their Jew leader, Karl Marx, who was kicked out of 12 countries before being allowed back into Germany again. And I guess, I guess you know the rest of that story in the 1930s and 40s. So anyhow, what I've been saying here is uh, come to fruition that uh, the Jew press who came along and said uh, Jews are conservative is totally bogus. I've been saying that from the beginning of this uh, uh, podcast. But I couldn't quite figure it out. Why would you say they're conservative? Well, I figured it out. They want to distance themselves from the umbrella of Karl Marx who is, you know, the father of liberalism, communism, socialism, any of those isms. And, uh, and, and so because they have done this, which was short-sighted and, idiocy, uh, and, and idiotic of them, of the Jew press, it has now come back to bite them in the behind. Because now you have these young liberals across the country who are stupid led by, led like sheep to the precipice of the dark canyon at midnight with their blindfolds on. <clears throat> and they're saying that the Jews must be conservative because the press has, says that, has said that they are. Any affiliation with conservatism always ties in with Donald Trump, the liberals' arch enemy. And so because these liberals across the country on the uh, campuses are sheep and are stupid, they figure any enemy of Donald Trump's and all the other conservatives must be our allies. And so that's why they're tying in with Hamas. And uh, the Republican senator of Kansas, Roger Marshall, is astounded by this. He's quoting a poll by... <laughs> this kind of loses the credibility, too, when it's conducted by Harvard. But it's a Harvard-Harris poll 
says that 51% of respondents in the 18 to 24 age group expressed the belief that Israel should be ended and given to Hamas. Well, good deal. The Jew press, it came around to bite you in the ass, and that's what you get for lying. Today's program is called It Can't Happen Here. It was a novel written by American author Sinclair Lewis, who was born and raised in Sauk Center, Minnesota. I remember visiting his childhood home when I was on the 1,500-member ride across Minnesota on our bicycles, 1,500 of us, and it was a fundraiser for multiple sclerosis. And it was really, 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 really fun. I mean, a lot of great-looking women and a lot of friendly guys and, uh, and a lot of good exercise. And I suppose it's 300, 400 miles across the state. They would bus you out to the western border, and then we'd uh, truck in. On bikes, on, on bicycles, 60, 70, sometimes 80 miles a day, and then we'd camp at night, and they'd have our tent and everything else, uh, you know, forwarded on to the next uh, campsite. And so it was pretty brainless. Everything was done for you. You just had to bicycle. And there would be some hills, and, you know, Minnesota isn't all flat, and, and uh and so up around uh, one—and and it always went to different, uh, d- different trails— a little bit north, a little bit south. And I went on three of these in 91, 92, and 94. And I think it was 92 that they went along uh, and uh, hit uh, Sauk Center. That's S-A-U-L-K Center, Minnesota. And uh, one of the highlights was uh, you can go visit uh, Sinclair Lewis's. Lewis's childhood home. And it, it was a typical small-town Minnesota bungalow in a nice little neighborhood. And uh, I think it was now publicly owned because it had uh, had been so uh, it, uh, so famous with uh, all of uh, Lewis's big writings, and uh, and in the 1930s, you see, with uh, America in the throes of the Great Depression, and as I've repeatedly said on this uh, program, millions of Americans were voicing their support for Hitler here in the United States and his anti-Semitism, mostly because of liberal Jew policies here at home and in the press and in Hollywood. You see, the McCarthy era was yet to happen. And, of course, usury at uh, Jew-owned banks. And so, you know, Jews had created some some enemies here in the United States through their Jew-styled entrepreneurialism. Not racism, racism, behavior, okay? There's a difference. And they want to make it look like it's racist. It's not. It's behavior. It's just like when you don't like somebody throwing rocks at your window, you don't like their behavior. And sometimes it gets to be too much and you want to do something about it. Well... So during this period of time and inspired by unsettled politics, Sinclair Lewis, well, he settled in to write a novel, a novel about fascist takeover in America. And of course, that was in response to the rising tide of communism in America. 
and the uh, inherent evils that went along with it. The book was titled It Can't Happen Here, and it's still in print. So, so meanwhile, while this book is being released and in response to the Great Depression, President Roosevelt initiated the New Deal, which American business groups attacked as being a roadway to socialism because it made people lazy and apathetic and cowardly and reliant on government. It's, it's a spotlight on the same bombs who are breaking into the southern border of the United States. They should be home being patriots and making their own country better, but instead they're allowed to sneak into gringo land and leech off of white guys like me and black guys like you and hard-working women like you and, and Hispanics who have been here for decades like you who are here illegally. They're leeching off of us because they're lazy and they're bums and they want, they want this uh, communist-styled handout, government handout policies landing in their pocket. It's insidious and it's wrong and Joe Biden is allowing it and promoting it. So a lot of that was initiated back in during the time when Sinclair Lewis is doing his book, you see, Does some of this sound familiar to you? This is the kind of policy that creates the anger that busts into the Capitol. This is the kind of anger that created the Nazi push. This is the kind of anger that creates the Hamas crowd in Gaza fighting back finally after 76 frickin' years of being pushed. Some of this sound familiar? During that period of time, and in Sinclair Lewis's book, homosexuality was rampant. Sound familiar? Broken families were the norm. Sound familiar? Crime, sword, drugs, illegal drugs, rampant, wide out in the open. Sound familiar? Busted families, the mixing of the races became popular and accepted and promoted. Sound familiar? Of course it does. It's like the breaking through of the border in the South. It's like encouraging busted families. Guess who's behind it? The cunts in the feminist social services industry. Did I say cunt? Wow. You're still shocked? It's an acronym, folks. C period, U period, N period, T period. Can't understand normal thinking. That's the women's wiring. It's different than a man's pragmatism, which is cause and effect. A woman will think, sentimentalism, oh, you poor thing. You deserve to be out of that marriage. Oh, you deserve to be on those drugs. You deserve to be allowed illegally into the United States. (coughs) Excuse me. Sound familiar, right? Of course it does. Those are the cunts in charge, can't understand normal thinking, and they're being paid six figures to spend all day coming up with schemes to indoctrinate and to perpetuate 
these idiot policies that make no sense. Meanwhile, you're just earning a normal living trying to support your family. They're being paid full time to work against you. Well, back during the time in which uh, Sinclair Lewis was writing this book, taxes kept rising, which, which, which is how communism gets its foothold. In order to pay those attractive salaries for the millions of government workers needed to implement all these socialistic programs. <laughs> have, have you ever walked through a government building? Well, have you walked through a government building in a state capital lately? It's incredible. It's all women. Women driving real fancy cars, looking good, smelling good. They're there on time. They probably don't work as, as, as expensively as a man would. But, the, you know, the government knows they can get away with it. But they're right up there, you know, 80, 85 percent of what a man. So they don't want the men. The, the, the women are more compliant to these sentimental idiot programs that the, the, that the people on top from Biden on down want to implement and perpetuate their engineering <clears throat> Why? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's like the Jew press that came around to bite him in the ass. None of it makes sense, folks. That's why you got to speak up. You got the idiots in control. But you go into the state capitol buildings, you know, like uh, Salt Lake City or, or, or Denver or St. Paul, Minnesota. I was up in Juneau. I wanted to see Alaska. And, you know, it's just incredible. All nice cars. I was doing some work in Lincoln, Nebraska. All nice cars. Good-looking women making big money. That's who's there, okay? That, th that's, that's who the government is attracting, you see? These women fit. A guy like me ain't going to get that job. I've been told I'm not going to get that jo those jobs in the past. Why? Steve, you just don't fit, you see? Read between the lines. Steve, you're just too strong of an opinion. You, you have too strong a, a, of opinions. You may be too intelligent for this. You're too much wrapped up in pragmatism, cause and effect. You know that our policies don't make sense. We don't want a guy like you whistling, blowing the whistle on us, you see? So you go, you go do your homework and see for yourself. These are the cunts, the sentimental cunts who can't understand normal thinking. And that's what was going on during Sinclair Lewis's book writing. Sound familiar? Well, the book was a big seller. And uh, in subsequent stage plays uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout America of this uh, play, It Can't Happen Here, the Jew-run press in America naturally gave thumbs-up reviews to the plays and the uh, pigeonholed, uh, and they pigeonholed those uh, opposed to the book and the play as supporters of fascism. You see, the book, uh, the, the book showed uh, the idiot things going on. That, and then there was pushback. You see, like the Nazis and like the cap, you know, the two, you know, the January sixth uh, Capitol busters. You know, that's the inevitable pushback. Hamas, inevitable pushback. And so then the book showed them as they're bad guys. They're suppressive. You see, they're fascists. They don't say about why they came and attacked. They don't say that the policies made no sense and they were ruining our families. And that's why we're getting pissed off. And that's why we're attacking. No, 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 no. They're just saying they were bad bad guys, you see. They want to minimize them and make them look like idiots. 
Sound familiar? The exception to the positive press that the book and stage plays garnered from the Jew-run newspapers came from the Randolph Hearst newspaper conglomerate, which was run by the Roman Catholic Randolph Hearst. You see? Because Hearst took exception to the message of, of socialism. But naturally, the Jewish-run press then labeled Hearst newspapers as subversive and welcoming of tyranny. Remember back in the 70s when the uh, little rich bitch, Patty Hearst, was kidnapped by the liberal organization, the anarchistic SLA, the Symbionese Liberation Army? Remember that? And then they had shootouts and one of the chicks was killed, who, by the way, was a neighbor of mine growing up in South Minneapolis. Another little rich bitch, you see, with the, with, with the hardworking white father. And then, and then these little rich bitches take exception to the hardworking white fathers because they're indoctrinated by the society, by the Jew press, saying, well, they're privileged, you see. You, don't, uh, you need to give more money to those uh, 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 disadvantaged people, you see. If I was a black person today being called disadvantaged, I'd slam my damn fist down and I'd say, I'm not disadvantaged. I'm equal. God created me equal. If I've been a bum, I need to suffer the consequences. But they portray the blacks and the queers and the Mexicans and the women and the, even the Irish as being disadvantaged because, you know, we white people, well, we're hard-hearted. And so Patty Hearst, they, she bought into this thing as she was kidnapped. And, of course, all the big money that the Hearst Corporation was sen- uh, spending on her legal defense— you know, sold the bill of goods that she was brainwashed and legitimately brainwashed, and that's why she held a gun in this San Francisco bank holdup where one woman was killed, and so Patty did time, and then she was let off the hook, and it just uh, became a real uh, a real story for what happens to these rich little uh, these poor little rich kids that uh, turn against their families, turn against society because they have been indoctrinated into believing that they have lived a privileged life and so then they need to understand the concerns and goals and needs of those who have different color skin and different genders and they want... Well, you know the story, you see? And that's the kind of story that was going on in Sinclair Lewis's book, and today's angry right-wing conservative backlash to America's leanings to socialism will increase, as we saw with the January 6, 2021 rush on the Capitol. For right or for wrong, it will increase as, because people get pissed off, as did they did with Nazi tyranny after the negative effects of Jew liberalism became too close to home for too long. And that's what we're seeing in the Middle East ladies and gentlemen, is that, uh, and of course, the, the, the Jew press only prints the story that they want you to see, to support the Jew. They don't want the story of Hamas being railroaded and hurt and hurt and hurt and punched in the eye and nose for 76 freaking years. No, they don't want you to understand that. 
It's like it's like you never see stories of blacks going to jail for their 2020 assault on America, do you? But every day you see people getting sentenced for that January 6th assault on America. That's the Jew press. They want you to know that you better stay clear of of uh, of of jumping into the front of the fray of assaulting the negative effects of these idiot cunt-styled policies perpetuated by the Jew press. They want you to know you better stay clear because you will get punished. And these are the stories that should set the example for you. They're in the paper every day. They want you to run scared. It's a scare tactic by the Jew press to keep you in line. And now, if you're saying it can't happen here, Well, my good friend, it is already happening. Well, I'm so glad that you joined me today. My goodness, time just soars here at the cottage. I'm getting ready for a cold brewski. Say, did you have a Merry Christmas? I sure hope you did. I hope you'll have a really great and productive, happy, uh, getting get-involved style New Year. And as you travel through life and you got these barriers and you're trying to ascend to the top of these challenging mountains, take my advice, please, and get off the well-worn trail and get off into the the bush a little bit because, you know, it might be a tougher climb, but it'll make you a better person. It'll make you feel better about yourself, give you better memories, better rewards. And then you come back and see me again. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.